Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi and welcome to this latest episode. There's a recent article I read which which triggered this um, topic, which is about buy now, pay later, and whether or not it is indeed a money trap. Now, if you've read anything or listened to anything I've said in relation to debt, uh, you'll know I'm not a fan. Um, That said, though, I've fallen into the debt trap um, at times during my life as well. So it's, it's not something that you kind of learn and then it goes away and you, you'll never experience it again. Um, but it is something to certainly be mindful of. Um, so with the concept of buying now and paying later, this certainly is nothing new. As soon as the concept of credit came along, um, people began acquiring things and then paying for them at some future date. Now, back in the old days, Imagine, you know, the horse and cart and a dirt road. <laughs> the local um, store owner uh, would extend a line of credit to customers. And then at the end of the month, um, the customer would hopefully pay that account in full. So this, the concept of this has been around for a very long time. But as time passed and lives and things got more sophisticated, um, financial institutions started to sort of pop up more and also became more more, um, sophisticated. There was a growing market for credit beyond a mortgage to buy a home or a business. And then later on came the credit card that was born out of this and stores then began to develop their own store cards as it wasn't really possible anymore for a shopkeeper to keep a ledger of all the items that people owed them. So the credit industry um, in itself was sort of born as a result. So not that anybody really likes debt, um, but it's something that it's really hard to avoid. <laughs> it's, um, it's, you know, there's, it's almost impossible to be able to, to save up for absolutely everything um, that you want in life and, and pay it in cash. Although I have um, have a family friend who actually saved her entire life and when she retired, bought herself a townhouse. I was super impressed by this discipline that she had <laughs> to do this. And then I remembered my dad. He was completely on the other end of the scale. He was constantly borrowing for property investment. And when I asked him about this, he's like, I have no discipline whatsoever to save money. So for him, his way of saving was to actually buy property and then he was forced to pay the bank. So it's a, it's an interesting concept. But again, it, what it really comes down to is that we're all individuals and we've got to do what works best for us and is genuinely, genuinely in our best interests and aligned with our values. So that, that's another key thing, which I won't go into in this episode, but I do talk about it quite a lot. Now, saying that, my um, my father doesn't like debt really either, not not like personal debt. Uh, he didn't get a credit card until he was in his 60s. Um, and that was, and for me as well, I, I didn't I didn't want to have a credit card. 
Um, but when I was in my, my late teens, um, I started traveling on my own. You know, I didn't have mum or dad with me and I would, you know, use the bank of mum or dad. So I was, I had to be reliant on myself. So I, I got a credit card um, because back in those days, uh, I used to travel with travelers checks. And uh, I'm not going to try and age myself here, but if there's anyone else mature enough um, listening who remembers traveler's checks, they were kind of like your main way of traveling without cash as such. So, but I did get a credit card just in case I couldn't cash in my, um, my traveler's checks wherever I happened to be. So it's, it's, not, it's not something that you can really avoid. But then comes the whole concept of life and the idea that stuff just happens. I, I, when I'd moved out of home and my fridge broke, I hadn't had the money yet to or saved up enough money yet to, to be able to, to buy a fridge. Uh, and shortly after that, my, my flatmate moved out and she took her washing machine with her, which was fair enough. So suddenly I had these big purchases. And so credit um, came in handy for stuff like that. Um, but, and it's an easy way to spend so, because, you know, even my daughter now, she just sees me handing a card over. So more and more, I actually try and pay with cash to give her that, that sense that, oh, I'm, we're actually paying for, for something that's sort of a little bit more finite than a, than a card. Um, so in my case, you know, the, the, the bills kind of started to pile up without me even realizing it until sort of one day I was like, oh my goodness how have I managed to get myself in this position? It just was way too easy. So then it comes like this gasp when you get your bill, bill or bills, because there's usually multiple, and you wonder how on earth you're going to pay the minimum amount, let alone the balance. It's an awful feeling. And I'm, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've probably felt this at some point in your life as well. So when when the concept of these buy now, pay later um, providers came out. I have to admit, I was I was like, oh no, this is just another way to get people into to more personal debt. And household debt in Australia has just been increasing year on year for about twenty years, and it's really concerning. Um, and this this article from the the ABC that I read recently says one in five people have used buy now, pay later as a service to pay for household items like groceries and rent. Now, that said, though, while this does sound like a pretty dangerous and concerning trend, like with everything, there is additional context to consider. So on the flip side of this, the article also quoted Afterpay, who said that over 1.1 million credit cards have been cancelled by consumers since the COVID pandemic began. Now, you can't necessarily make the assumption that, you know, people will cancel a credit card and use Afterpay instead. To be honest, they're more likely to be using both. So there is still cause for concern there. Uh, but it's more trying to, to help everyone become aware of what it is they're spending on and why. Um, so it's, it, it's, it, it's just awareness, really. And, and the main concern with the buy now, pay later industry is that unlike credit cards, it's largely unregulated at the moment. So there aren't requirements for credit checks or for the, um, the company to even understand whether the individual has the ability to pay the debt back. And if they don't pay it back within a certain time frame, the fees are often much higher than a credit card. So factor that in when you're deciding what kind of debt you're going to use to pay for things. That said, though, 
it is also you know necessary to consider that the cost of living has has risen pretty significantly since the beginning of the pandemic. So it's understandable that people will turn to easier um, forms of credit. Um, so, but it's once again how to then tackle this becomes the next the next issue. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by debt, there's a strategy that I use, which is four simple steps. Um, I say simple, not necessarily always easy or pleasant, but they're relatively simple. So the, the strategy, and this, this goes, um, the first step goes for pretty much anything if you're feeling overwhelmed, and that is to take a deep breath. It is amazing how calming the power of breath is. So once you've, once you've done that and just kind of take a moment, the next step is to do a stock take. Um, now this won't be particularly pleasant, I'm guessing, but knowing is better than imagining when it comes to money. The reality, and that swings both ways, um, the reality may actually not be as bad as you imagine, but if it is, then the third step is to come up with a plan to reduce your debt as much as possible and as quickly as possible. Now, this may involve cutting back on some luxuries like takeout and a coffee um, for a few months. Uh, and if it's credit card debt, I'd suggest looking if you can find one of those zero interest um, for balance transfers so that you can consolidate your, your balances into one on one card. Um, this is the strategy I used um, years ago when I, I ended up in quite a bit of credit card debt. And I found a it was for six months for zero interest for balance transfer. So I transferred all of the, the credit card debt I had onto that one card. And it was also easier because I only had one bill to pay instead of multiple. And then I just worked hard and smashed that debt in the six months so that it was actually all gone in the interest-free period. But the key then is to cancel all those other cards so that you remove the temptation to spend on them because you don't want to get back to that previous position. That's, that's the key. Now, if you have a home loan, you could look at consolidating your debt within your home loan as most likely that interest rate for your home loan is far lower than the credit card percentage um, you're paying and, or any other kind of credit facility. This isn't something that you want to do too often, though, because the whole idea is to pay off the debt, not add to it. So try not to use that um, very often. And if you don't have that ability, if you don't have enough equity in your home, although in this day and age, equity tends to be a bit higher. Um, but again, try not to, to do that too often and make sure that whatever credit card or personal debt you have, you pay off as quickly as possible because those interest rates are killers um, and they really add to the amount that you end up actually paying for what it is that you've originally bought. So one thing I will say um, is also that you need to save some money for fun. Um, so I realize all this sounds very, very heavy and not fun at all, um, but try and save between 5 and 10%, depending uh, what position you're in of your income, each pay for something fun because if you don't, the moment you get fed up with scrimping and saving, and believe me, it will come, I've experienced that too, you'll likely go out and spend way more than you should. But if you have a fun fund, um, then you've at least, you kind of have 
parameters and you can allow yourself to have some fun and you won't feel guilty and you'll get used to not going over it and you'll then feel pride in yourself as well, which is really important because that pride and momentum will just keep you wanting more of that and you'll keep keep focused on what it is that you really want in life and what you value and fun is essential to life so make sure you factor that into your finances and hopefully the strategy i've just gone through you find useful as well bye